1: It's time now for the Bob Melvin Show, presented by Nest Betting. The three-time manager of the year sits down with Chris Townsend, exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbedding.com today. Here now is Chris Townsend.
2: It's now time for the Bob Melvin Show here on A's Cast, presented by nestbetting.com. Love where you sleep. And Bob, you got to sleep on your Nest Betting bed down
0: in Arizona during the All-Star break. How was it? I did and didn't want to come home, so... You know, there are beds that you have on the road and beds and so forth uh, during the course of the season, and then there's a bed like that. So it was nice.
2: It's always good to be home. How was the All-Star break?
0: It was good. It goes quick. If you ever want four days to go quick, uh, pretend it's the All-Star break because it seems like it flies by pretty quickly and uh, don't get much done. But if you like to just enjoy yourself and, and, you know, catch up on some rest, it's a good time. What is it about
2: this team and this franchise that gets out to slow starts, and then all of a sudden, it starts happening sometime around June, and then you take it in July, and you get hot, and you're now 12 games over 500. What is it about this clubhouse, this, these players, this organization? Because a lot of things change, but that seems to stay the same.
0: Well, I think there's there's some turnover from year to year here, so it takes a while for the players to kind of learn each other, and you know, get your bullpen settled, get your lineup settled, understand who's going to hit for who, and Uh, what the protocol is going to be. And then when everybody kind of settles in, um, you know, we start to play a little bit better and then we make some adjustments in the second half and bring some new guys in. That's usually when we play our best baseball. We talked to you last time about Matt
2: Chapman being an all-star and how happy you were for him and to make that announcement in front of the club. But then Liam Hendricks, I mean, you think about this story, June 25th last year, he's getting DFA'd. And since then he started a playoff game and he's now an all-star. What kind of story is this like for you as a manager? And have you really seen something like this before?
0: Not maybe not that quickly. Uh, you know, when you're part of it every day and you're just part of the process and incrementally getting better and into a new role, you feel it. But I think when you're away from it or you don't see it on a day-to-day basis, it's pretty dramatic to know that, you know, guys was was DFA'd. Next thing you know, like you said, he's starting a, a playoff game and he's an all-star. So it was a quick ascend. The thing about it is he's got good stuff. He's throwing 98 miles an hour. He's really confident in what he's doing. And his breaking ball's that much better. So, you know, as a reliever uh, you really don't have to time to establish too many pitches out there. But now that he's throwing his breaking ball and throwing it effectively, it's made him a different guy.
2: Yeah, you know, guys are either going out there to survive or they're going out to win. And right now, he's pitching with such conviction. And the way he gets out there, and it's like, here's 97, 98, and he's getting strike one. He's getting strike two. You know, so many guys in the game now nibble. He doesn't nibble. He just comes out and challenges every single guy. And as you said, makes his breaking ball better. But how nice is that for you knowing he's going to come in and he's going to throw strikes and he's going right after guys.
0: Right, and that's key. To get ahead is key, especially when you do have a breaking ball that the hitter has to think about. So, you know, he's not afraid to pitch inside, too. I mean, when you're throwing 98 miles an hour and you're throwing it on the inside corner, uh, you better figure out a way to get to that. So, Um, It's using both sides of the plate. You know, his rhythm's better. His timing's better as far as, you know, with runners on base. And it's just a completely different guy and definitely was deserved to be an all-star.
2: And this game is just crazy. Year to year, you never know. Everybody likes to use that horrible expression, I hate it, look at the back of the baseball card because things change. And for Blake Trine, and last year he was an all-star for your club, and this year he's really struggled. Why do you think he has struggled?
0: Well, I think it's a combination of things. One, he didn't get off to a great start. Two, um, you know, it's just a little bit different in how he was doing things. And then he had the injury that he really didn't say a whole lot about. It was bothering him some. You know, then he goes on the DL and he comes back and maybe not his rhythm and his command's not there. I I still really think he's going to get there at some point. It weighs on you a little bit, uh, you know, mentally when you're not when you had a year like you did last year and you're not you're not doing that again this year one of the hardest things to do is kind of forecast what the bullpen is going to look like it changes pretty quickly but the stuff's still there we just need to get him right my guess is once he has a couple good outings he'll be right back into a, a prominent role
2: you know at this time of the year and we'll talk about homer bailey but everybody talks about starting pitching but what we've seen the last couple of years is starters do not go deep in the playoffs and the guys who are really going to get the high leverage situations are going to be the relievers if you can keep liam going like this get Trinan going again get trevino what kind of weapon will that be having three guys coming out of your bullpen all throwing 97 plus
0: right and then you look at how effectively that soria is pitching right now use Meryl petite's been a godsend for us and the roles that that we use them in obviously he doesn't throw 95 miles an hour um you know, uh, Ryan Buchter's pitching a little bit better. Wong's done a great job for us, too. If we get Trevino and Trinan back right, we're going to have a really deep bullpen, and we're going to be able to shorten some games, and we're going to be able to spread it out. We're not using the same guys all the time, so uh, we're looking forward to getting those two guys right.
2: Yes, Mero is amazing, because you look at the radar gun sometimes, it's 86, 87, and he's getting guys. How do you get guys out in today's baseball when you're not throwing that hard?
0: Well, one, you got to know where it's going. Two, he obviously knows the league very well, and what he's really good at is, especially with runners in scoring position, those are usually the guys you bring in, they're throwing 98 miles an hour, but what he does is he knows where guys want it and where they like it, and he throws it there, but he throws it just a little bit farther out than where the barrel of the bat is. And, you know, whether it's a cutter that looks like his fastball, whether it's change-up in any count, uh, he's very aware of what he can do, and he is very aware what the what the strength of the hitter is. So... You know, Oral Hershey used to say, if the guy likes it down, I throw it a little bit lower. If the guy likes it in, I throw it a little bit farther in. So uh, I think Uzumiro subscribes to that, and he does it pretty well.
2: Yeah, you always think about pitchers who are trying to pitch away from strengths. This is pitching into the strength but trying to fool you in your own strength.
0: Correct, and you, you got to have some uh, some fortitude to be able to do that. You know, he had, we brought him in for Mike Trout. You know, he had runners on first and second the other day, and we bring him in a p- big situation. He throws Trout a fastball, and he pops it up. And I heard the comment on the bench, how could you throw him a fastball? He goes, you think he was looking for my fastball? No way. So um he he does have a very good idea what he's doing he's very calm in what he's doing and nothing really rattles him you
2: know starting pitching around here has been real interesting use 15 starters last year in a season where you won 97 games usually you use that many starters it's going to be a rough year this year you're using a lot of starters again and to see frankie motosco down was very tough we know jesus lazardo's been shut down now you get homer bailey how big is that for you
0: yeah, we, we really feel like we got him at the right time. I think he's pitching as well as he has all year at this point in time. You know, he's had some injuries in the past that he's had to fight through, but this might be his best work in quite some time. So uh, our, our our front office does a pretty good job identifying when guys are pitching well. Uh, and I think this is, like I said, this is the best he's pitched in a while. So to be able to, to incrementally move up from the bottom, you know, we can't necessarily go out and maybe do it from the top, but if we can get better from the bottom up, it's gonna make us a better team and we feel like this will.
2: Yeah, Rex Sudler, the Wonder Dog, we had him on Ace Cast Live the other day and talking about Homer where his four seam fastball, the fastball up in the zone is up a couple ticks to around ninety-five, and then says the split finger fastball, which he's now throwing more
0: than ever, just looks fabulous. Is that the sky report you're seeing? It is, and he can pitch up and down, similar to fires, you know, but maybe with a little bit more velocity. Uh, Mike's pretty good at uh, elevating, he's got some pretty good spin on his fastball for a guy that pitches up at the zone at 90 miles an hour. I think Homer's kind of out of the same cloth as far as that goes, pitching just a little bit higher than the hands where guys see it pretty well uh, and elevates it and spins it pretty good. Now the split's going to be the bottom of the zone pitch, so I think you're exactly right as far as that goes. When these trades go down, what is it like, the communication between whether it's Billy
2: Bean or David Forrest and they talk to you about what they're thinking about? How does that process go?
0: Uh, I find out shortly before you do, And, and, and a lot of times that's fine with me because there's so much talk these days. That I don't want to hear all the noise. I don't want to get excited, potentially get excited about something. So when I hear about them, it's usually toward the end uh, when we, we feel like we're in pretty good position to, to, to either make a trade or sign somebody. So I'm fine with that. I concentrate on the guys that we have here. And then if we have somebody that we bring in that makes us better, I feel pretty good about that.
2: Isn't this great though? I mean, this is when you're buyers versus sellers because when you're sellers, I'd be in here talking to you about, hey, the guys in the clubhouse are worried because the rumors are out there. It's just such a better position when you know you're adding an
0: opposite track no doubt about it and you know we we struck early and i wouldn't be surprised if we struck again at some point so um that's just the position that we're in right now and give these guys a lot of credit for You know, a little bit of a slow start. I didn't get anybody down, and, you know, we're playing our best baseball right now, and hopefully that continues.
2: Jesus Lazardo was pretty money in spring training, and it looked like he earned a right to be here. And then, obviously, while we were in Japan, he gets shut down with the shoulder. Then he looks like he's ready to go again, and, and now the lat. Is it tough? relying on somebody that just hasn't been able to stay healthy so far
0: that was the one guy I was really you know count counting on to an extent and he we'll still probably see him at some point I mean I know he's throwing again right now he hasn't gotten off a mound yet you know hopefully it's uh you know based on the fact that he was pitching some innings it doesn't take him too long once he gets on the mound again but you know, when you have an elite talent like him and you see it firsthand in spring training, you see the results that he got in spring training, it's pretty easy to get excited about that. So that was the one I was a little bit disappointed in. But again, you know, you want to make sure he's healthy when he gets to the big leagues. And I still think at some point in time, we see him.
2: And then the other guy, and when you made the comparison to the big unit, obviously, if anybody knows Randy Johnson, it's you because you dominated Randy in his career. And then, of course, you were with the D-backs with Randy Johnson. You even brought him into camp to To meet AJ Puck. So when AJ gets here, for this season, we know long term he's going to be a starter. How do you think you'll use him when he gets here?
0: Well, it depends on how we build him up before we get here. Uh, we want to make sure he can at least go every other day. At this point, that's not going to be the case. So, I mean, it's easy to say, okay, he's pitching right now. He's pitched multiple games. Get him there. But we want to make sure we can, we're can. we not rehabbing a guy here. So, uh, you know, if we can use him every other day, we can use him one plus maybe two innings, not necessarily just matching up against the lefty or something like that. I think that'll be ideal. So uh, he had definitely has the stuff to get righties out. When you see him come in a game, uh, when he does get here, it's not just going to be for a lefty-lefty matchup. And if we can use him for more than an inning, I think that would be terrific.
2: And I think about the division right now because everybody wanted to crown the Astros in the first half like it was over. They're starting to have troubles, especially with their pitching for the first time. They have used the opener. I mean, do you still look at these guys in, in this clubhouse and say, eye on the prize? It's not about the wild card. It's still about the division.
0: Oh, it's never not been about the division for our guys here, you know. And and we really don't get too wrapped up in it. When we play them, obviously, it's, it's it's a big series and we have them coming up. But our guys just go out there and try to win a particular game um you can look at the schedule now maybe a little bit softer it's getting a little tougher as we go along but again they don't get too far out they, they just look to, to win that that game and, and add everything up at the end and then once you get to september and you can see the finish line then you have a better idea where you are but i don't think anybody came into this season or at any point in the season and said look we're playing for the wild card uh, and that continues to be the case
2: all right skip we'll talk to you next week my pleasure. The Bob Melvin Show brought to you by Nestbedding.com. That's Nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. This has been a presentation
1: of the Oakland Athletics. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best